Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Not today, Bubba. Just Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, first things first, let me go ahead and congratulate you. You have made it. You are here. You are home. You are safe. On the Brilliant Dump Show, episode 98, sit back, relax, and enjoy the chaos. I'm Big Game Bob, coming to you on your local airwaves. However you're listening, why ever you're listening, folks, we're just happy you are indeed listening. Starting off the chaos, as always, the way we do things here lately, Jersey Jerry will be joining the show. He's been just chomping at the bit to come back to the podcast after his last pick of USC hit. He's got to get seven out of 10 picks correct in order to get his own segment on the Brown Late Um Show. He's coming off two winners off an absolute heater. He is ready to rock and roll. He'll be coming in hot as always. If Jersey Jerry doesn't do it for you, then we bring in Mario Lopez. For those of you who don't know, Mario Lopez, his claim to fame was saved by the bell, but his team actually reached out to me about bringing Mario on the show. He's doing a collaboration with General Mills Cereal Company, and he's bringing four cereals back to life, and he's going to kind of be the face of getting these cereals back into grocery stores near you. Cocoa Puffs, Golden Grams, Cookie Crisp, and Tricks Cereal. Mario Lopez is in charge of bringing back to life. So they said to me, you know, we hope you're a fan of Saved by the Bell. We'd love to have Mario on. I said, you know, unfortunately, I'm not a big fan of Saved by the Bell, but I am a big fan of cereal. And anybody that wants to come on and talk cereal is more than welcome on the podcast. So that's exactly what we're going to do with Mario Lopez. We're going to talk cereal. We're going to talk Saved by the Bell. 10 minutes with Mario Lopez. We're going to get Jersey Jerry. Before we do that, folks, we have a little bit of announcement here that I got to tell to you folks. I've been trying to, to think of, of how to tell you folks this, uh, how to go about it. W what's the proper way to, to say it to you guys? I say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just be brutally honest with them. Okay. As you guys know, I am affiliated with Bro Bible. I'm happy that I signed with Bro Bible. I did it in January of last year and things have been great. Of course, we've been hit with some some strange times, and advertisers come and go, folks. That's the way it is. That's the way it'll always be. It's what you need to keep a podcast afloat, and that's great. Some of you folks may not like hearing ads. I get that. I do. But you got to have them to keep them afloat. Now, in order for us to really crank things into gear and keep things going the way we want to keep things going, I'm going to be honest. I need the help from you folks. And what that means and where I'm going with this is the Brilliantly Dumb Show for one podcast a week is going to be moved to a subscription-based podcast called Patreon. So the Brilliantly Dumb Show will now be on Patreon for one podcast a week. And yes, what that means is there will be one free podcast that comes out there and then there will be a subscription-based at $9 a month for the extra podcast. Now, what I said to Bro Bible, and I understood that it was something that we need to do. But what I said to them was, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to charge people a subscription if they were already getting it for free. The, the fans of the show, I said, I'm, I'm, that's just not the way we're going to do it. And they agreed. So to really keep things afloat here and to keep things moving on, 
what I wanted to do is create a certain level of engagement with you fans. I have people DM me and I shit you not. And I see 99% of the DMs that come in that will literally quote me from a year ago when we first started the podcast from episode nine, as we're on here on episode 98, the, the fans that are out there and the true blue fans, it is such a level of engagement that I love. And I wanted to be able to let them have that on this platform. So I wanted to give more than just the one extra, the one podcast a week. So the way we're going to be doing things, and I hope you folks can support me on this. We are going to be with the Patreon subscription. We're not just going to be giving you one extra podcast. Again, the Tuesday episode will be out there as normal. You can find that on Spotify, all of that. What the Patreon part is going to give you. Okay. Is a, you're going to get that second podcast a week, just like you've been getting, but we got to do more than that. So what we're also going to do is we're going to give you an extra vlog a week. We're going to do one extra vlog per week, whether it's a golf vlog, whether it's a cooking with Bob, whatever it may be, you're going to get the one extra vlog per week. And then to really spice things up and really crank things up and, and, and make it more than worth the $9 a month. We're going to be doing a happy hour once a month where I'm going to come on. We're going to live stream. We're going to bring all of you folks in that are paying the subscription. And we are going to get absolutely blackout drunk beyond belief. It's going to be a happy hour with Bob. The fans are going to be able to engage. We're going to be bringing fans on in the show into the live feed. We're going to be crushing beers. It'll be a blast. And it'll give a certain level of involvement, engagement for you fans out there that I really think you're going to enjoy. What, what I need you guys to understand and what, what I can promise you is never would I sign up or agree to do something. I, I understand that it's necessary that we make this move, but never would I agree to do it if I didn't think you were going to get your money's worth. The only way I'm going to sign up to this thing is if I give you guys more than what you paid for from a content perspective. I'm going to be cranking out videos. I am going to be ripping it on this happy hour, on these vlogs for you, the true blue fans of the show that are willing to dig that deep into the show and get the behind the scenes just of day to day. So you mark my words, and that's my promise to you here, that when we do move to the subscription for, subscription for one podcast a week, you will be getting more than what you pay for. That I absolutely promise you, and I would not do it any other way. One extra vlog, the extra podcast a week, and then the happy hour that I'll be doing with you folks that I absolutely am very excited about. I think that's going to be phenomenal. So we're going to make that change. We're going to make that move. I hope you all can support me with that. If not, again, you still get that one podcast a week. I'm still going to be cranking content onto Instagram and all that. That's not going to change. But if you want more of it, if you can't get enough of it, you mark my words, I will more than deliver on that subscription-based platform. I can guarantee you that you heard it first. So we're going to make that move. We're going to make that adjustment. And again, I hope you can continue to support the train, support the movement. Again, it's something that we really needed to do to kick this into the next level. This is my livelihood at this point, this podcast. It's my day-to-day. -day. And it's time we take it to the next level. So again, I have told Bro Bible, let's do it. 
Let's do the Patreon for $9 a month. You're going to be getting that much additional content that I will more than deliver on. Plus, for the next, the first 300 subscribers onto the Patreon side of things, the first 300 will be shipping you out the Brilliantly Dumb Show koozies that I want to see you all using at our happy hours. And mark my words, we are going to let it rip on that happy hour. I'll be bringing in fans onto the happy hour. We'll get the Maddie Rigatonis of the world. Jersey Jerry will stop in for the happy hour. It'll be a ball. It'll be enjoyable. Folks, I appreciate you more than you could ever imagine. And I'm excited to roll this thing out. I really am. The only way we were going to do this is if we did it full throttle, pedal to the metal, and that's the way it will be for just an additional $9 a month here, folks. With that being said, folks, it is time to bring in Jersey Jerry to crank this thing off. Let's get it rocking. Let's get it rolling. Folks, when you do subscribe to the Patreon side of things, I'll be pumping it to my Instagram and all of that stuff. Be sure to send me a screenshot when you do. We'll get those koozies out for you, ready to rock and roll, ready to deliver. With that being said, it is indeed time. Our very own Jersey Jerry. Let's bring them on. Gerard Gilfone, are you with us? Gerard Gilfone up. Yo. What's up, Bob? Jerry. Come on, dude. What? Like, Jerry, what, what are we doing here, Jerry? Listen, listen, I knew, I knew this was going to happen. It's for my dad. He asked me if I could promote something for him. That's the only reason I'm wearing this. <laughs> you said you wanted to promote something, Jerry. What are you promoting? It's my dad's business. Holy it's called Jerry Senior Suspenders. <laughs> he asked me if I would do him a favor, and I'm doing him the favor. <laughs> he started the... Go ahead, started... Jerry. <laughs> Go ahead. He started the business in prison when he was, he was started selling in prison and he came up with a business. Remember I told you Tattoo Louie, do you remember? Yes. Him and Tattoo Louie were cellmates and they came up with this business to make homemade suspenders. So they pretty much started sewing in prison together and they started making awesome suspenders. Like, I don't know if you could see these, but these, these are beige. Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jerry. You got your sorry. Kids. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Jerry, you can't, you can't go. <laughs> Listen, we just want, he just wanted to see what, you know, promote it a little bit. You know, Wait, his so website Jerry, will be dropping no, soon. Jerry, no, seriously, I'm funny, but I, I just, I didn't know you're going to be doing, does he, does he make his own, he makes his own suspenders and he sells them? Well, yeah, he used to make them in the cell with Tattoo Louie. But now when Tattoo Louie comes over once or twice a week, you know, after my haircut sometimes, so pretty much, you know, him and my dad will get to work, you know, and start so sewing Jerry, and he, making In all seriousness, your dad asked you, Jerry Sr. It's Jerry. His name is Jerry, too, no? Yes, he's Jerry Sr. It's called Jerry Sr. Suspenders. <laughs> Jerry Sr. That is spectacular. That is spectacular. And you know what? I got to be honest with you, Jared. Don't show your tits again. But they're good-looking mm -hmm. suspenders. Oh, yeah. They're, they're durable. Look, watch. <laughs> they're solid. They're so, solid. Jerry, he said to you, in all honesty, he said to you, Jared, can you go on and promote the suspenders? 
Yeah, I mean, he's like, you know, he asked me how the show was doing. I said, like, I'm getting good feedback from people, you know what I mean? They they like having me, and I think it's a really fun show, and people are loving it. He's like, just do me a favor, listen. If you don't want to do it, I get it. But, you know, he wanted me to wear these so people can see them, and maybe when the website drops in like a week, week and a half, people start buying them. All right. And I said, like, well, Jerry, look, bottom line is this is your time to shine. This is your <laughs> This is your segment. Do whatever you want to do. Promote what you want to promote. The least you could have done, though, is put a shirt under those suspenders. For those of you not watching on the YouTube, right, we are staring at Jersey Jerry's bare chest. He's got nothing else under it and a pair of suspenders and his tattoo, which goes right across his chest. But, Jerry, this is your segment. Now, you got to get three more to make it a permanent segment. You're coming off another win. You're four and three now. Jerry, talk me through this. What's our next pick? Three in a row, and you got it. Yeah, well, I'm on fire right now. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm starting to heat up now. I mean, the last fight was, was incredible, and, like, I, I knew that was going to happen. It, it was such an easy pick, you know what I mean? And I'm glad a lot of people rode with me there. As they should, and you know what, Jerry? You could tell people turned into the Jerry Mush to where now they're starting to take your picks again, which is interesting. That UFC fight was an absolute landslide, and I'll be honest with you, two episodes ago, if you told me that you'd be here right now, I'd say you're crazy. It's still tough to do the three for three. Again, mm-hmm. the, the UFC fight blew it out of the water. Jerry, do you know what that game nine, if you, let's just say for instance, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say you go, so you're at six and three. Do yeah. you know how crazy it's going to be that 10th game? How wild that's going to be the engagement that's going to be on that thing? Oh, yeah. I, I, I could only imagine. Hey, real quick, Bob, I don't mean to cut you off. Would you be interested in maybe buying a pair for yourself? Oh, yeah, no? Jerry. Look, Jerry. <laughs> no, I don't mean. No, Jerry, look, in all honesty, they're good suspenders. But look, I'm just not a suspender. <laughs> I, right. I'm not a suspender guy. <laughs> I respect that. That's okay. I get it. All right, but look, tell your dad we'll we'll plug the living hell out of the suspenders for sure. Mm -hmm. Again, where can you find them? They're they're Jerry Senior suspenders. Yeah, website will be dropping soon. Website in about in about probably a week, week and a half out. You know, my dad, my dad and Tattoo Louie are working on it. You know what I mean? The website is going to be Jerry Senior Suspenders. JerrySeniorSuspenders.com, folks. If you need a new pair of suspenders, please head over there. He's another hardworking blue collar guy, just like his son. Now, Jerry, talk me through this. What's our next pick? Since we're on the topic of my dad here, you know, this next pick brings me back to when I was 16 years old. My dad went to prison, like I told you before. And, you know, he left me in charge of the house. And, you know, uh, I did something that changed me. It's where it all started for me with the gambling. How long you been Gary for? If this was at sixteen, how long you been gambling for, Jerry? I've been gambling since sixteen. This is when it. This is when it actually started I, for me. I got you. Go ahead. So my dad went to prison. He left me the man of the house. He left a lot of money in the safe, and he said, "You know, take it as needed. Help mommy out. Help your sister out. You know what I mean?" I said, "Okay, no problem." So I was the only one with the code. Now, I go in the safe one day, and it's a lot, a lot of cash. I never seen that much money before. So I take out I take out some of the money. I took oh, out eight, Jesus Christ. I took out eight thousand dollars and I said to myself, Why don't I try to double this? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, Jerry. No, this this is this is serious. Why don't I try to actually make this double? Oh Lord. 
So I, I, w- I always watch sports. I love sports. And, and I was a big Kobe Bryant guy. And I used to love the Lakers and watching him play. So me and Numbers came up with this idea. Let's take some of the money. Who's numbers, Jerry? Nicky Numbers. That's my best friend down the oh, street. Okay, okay. Jesus Christ. You know, he's, since then, he's been my Numbers guy. So we were doing a little bit of research. And he said, listen, the last seven Laker games, they have all went over. This, this, the spread, you know, whether it was 198, 210, all those games went over the last seven games they played. He said, this is your chance to double it. So we did a little research and and pretty much what I did was me and numbers went down to the bodega, the underground gambling. Oh dear God. Wait now, Jerry, at this point, does your dad who's in prison, does he know that you took the money out? No, no, he do, he doesn't know oh, anything. Jesus Christ! Jerry. Yeah. So, so to be honest with you, this is gonna this is gonna be the first time he's ever hearing this story. If 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 he if he even tunes in or anything. Of course, like he's that. gonna tune in. He's promoting his own suspenders. He sent you in to promote his suspenders. Well, the story ends up good, so you know I ain't really worried about it. He got his money back. So pretty much, we go down to the bodega. We get a slice each of pizza, and. <laughs> And pretty much we go to the counter with $8,000 we took out from the safe. We put it on the over in the Lakers game. It gets even crazier than that. I think I'm done. I think I'm done throughout the end of the game. There was like, the Lakers were up like 14 or 15 points. They get a rebound with like two seconds left. All of a sudden, Kobe gets fouled. I'm one point away from the over. The other team, the Suns, they had no reason to foul at all. None. Kobe gets fouled, goes to the line. He misses the first one. Second one, sinks it. I hit the over, 16 grand. Jerry, so you mean to tell me the 16-year-old Gerard Gilfone then walks, he wins his bet, he walks over to the bodega with the money that he bet on his dad's money, who's currently in prison at the time. You go to the bodega. You pick up sixteen grand at the age of sixteen. Correct. I'm gonna actually also send you the picture of me on the street in a Ziploc bag with the money in it. Oh Jesus Christ! So, so right. you know it's a true story. So go ahead. You hit the sixteen thousand dollars. I put the eight thousand back in the safe. I went and I bought gold grills for myself. Gold teeth. Dear Lord. I bought gold grills and I and I brought a, a a watch, a gold watch. And the rest of the money I just spent it on just stupid <laughs> stuff. So I never really actually took care of mom, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Jerry. Yeah. It's a weird, weird bizarre story. Where does this lead us as far as our bet? Oh, that's that's what the whole point is. I'm going back to that story because the reason I wanted to tell that story was to tell you what I'm going with now. Now here's where I get locked in now. The reason I told that story was because this next Laker game against the Nuggets, it's going to go over. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Trust me. You can nail, lock it in the over 214 points. That's Trust me. That's Trust a pretty me. decent amount of points. Not really so much for a West Coast game. So I actually, in somewhat, in some regard, kind of like this over here, Jerry Don. 
you know, they've been playing a lot of unders lately. The over is bound to happen. It's bound to be a shootout one, one game. It has to be. You're willing to lay it all out on the line for a yep. Lakers over. Correct. Yep, 100%. No question about it. Over under 214, no? Yes, 100, 100%. 214, take the over. All right, Jerry, and before we let you go again, go ahead and promote your dad's suspenders. What is the name of these suspenders if anybody is in the market for a new pair of suspenders? The suspenders, they're Jerry Senior suspenders. Him and Tattoo Louie make them homemade. Look, check them out. That's great, 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 great looking suspenders, Jerry. Jesus, put some clothes on. We're gonna see you Friday, okay, Jer? Yep, I'll be I'll be five and three by Friday. Lord, we hope so, Jerry. Jerry Senior suspenders. There we have it, folks. Now we take you over to our interview. We go from Jersey, Jerry. Believe it or not, to Mario. Lopez. Here we come, the interview with Mario Lopez. Jerry, you'll see you Friday, buddy. See ya. My apologies, folks. Stay right with us here. We interrupt the Brilliantly Dumb show here to ask you the most important question of them all. Folks, do you have a moose near the caboose that needs to be tamed? <laughs> I am talking hairy, big, and need some support. Thankfully, our sponsor today from Manscaped has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. How about those play-on words, folks? I got news for you. I ain't done yet. The Manscaped engineering team just perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. The premium lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof, includes an LED light, and is made with advanced skin safe TM technology, which reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. Nobody likes a cut on their ball sack. I know I don't. So what do I do? I get 20% off and so do you using free shipping code as well using code BROBIBLE. That's B-R-O-B-I-B-L-E at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code BROBIBLE. From the moose to the caboose, always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off today, folks. We keep this show Moving on. How are we doing there, sir? Welcome to the Brilliantly Dumb Show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. What a treat this is. Right on, man. I got to tell you what, Mario. I, I didn't think that on a Zoom call, the Zoom call would do your hair justice. What an unbelievable patch of lettuce you got up there. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, I appreciate the salad reference. Yeah, you know, at my age, I'm just happy I still got it. Oh, do you? It's got to be nice to look into the mirror and just know that that thing's there to stay. It's kind of like a Lego piece to where you choose when that thing comes off. No. Well, I mean, you know, it's real, so I guess it comes off when it comes off. Hopefully, it'll hang in there for a little bit. Ah, Mario, you're there to stay. I know hair. I mean, as a guy receding myself, that thing is there to stay. That's going nowhere, right there. Okay, hence the hat. I get it. There we go. There we go. Got to cover it up somehow. No. All right. All right. You're looking good. Now, Mario, I want to get into this, okay? We don't got you for too long here today, and I really want to jump in this. I'm going to ask you the hard-hitting questions here. That's what we do here on the Brilliant Dump Show. We're going to pop right off into it, okay? Okay. Now, speaking of, by the way, before I even get into that, what do you think of the background here, Mario? This is a new background here on the Brilliant Dump Show. Is this popping for you here? You know this stuff. This is your game. It is popping. It looks cool and, and, and still uh, classy. It's uh, subtle. I like it. Not too much, right? Not too much. Nice compliment. 
Okay, beautiful. Now, Mario, you teamed up with General Mills Cereal to bring back four cereals, Cocoa Puffs, Cookie Crisp, Trix, and Golden Grahams. I've always felt that Trix cereal doesn't get the credit it deserves. I happen to put Trix cereal in my top five. Okay. I agree with you there. I agree with you. And I was, uh, I'm a big cereal lover. Yeah. Even, even today, but especially as a kid. So these were my jams back in the day. And the fact that uh, General Mills is bringing them back to kind of reintroduce them to this whole new generation. They never really went away, but the, the old school flavors are coming back and the shapes and stuff. I mean, I had, you know, I got some cocoa puffs right here. Oh, look at you! Puffs. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. Oh, look at you for one deal because you like it gets all chocolatey, and then you get the bowl, and then you you, you drink. Uh, the- so, Mario, I was going to ask mm-hmm. you that: Do you take the cereal when the cereal's done? Do you drink the milk, or do you kind of let that go? Well, not when it's cocoa puffs because it's like a chocolate milk, so it's like a, a two for one, you know. Absolutely. Well, don't think <laughs> that for tricks either. Actually, trick cereal can kind of do that same thing. Once you get it on the bottom of the milk, it actually helps the milk a little bit. There you go. We're on the same program right there. Do exactly. you, Mario, do you sleep at night knowing that Trix cereal is relying on you to be the guy to bring Trix back to life? Is that something that sits with you okay? It's not a burden. It's a responsibility, <laughs> but one that I embrace. And, uh, you know, it's cool because my kids love it and, and uh, they get up on Saturday mornings now and make their own bowl of cereal, makes them feel a little independent. And there's this great event that General Mills is doing called the uh, uh, Saturday morning drive-in event where here in, at the Rose Bowl, um, they're going to be playing some 80s cartoons and you drive in and they're going to have cereal for the family. It's a big family event and, and uh, I'm all about family events. And obviously, if you don't live here, you can go do it virtually. You just go to TribecaFilm.com, Ultimate Saturday morning, and uh, and then you can kind of party along with the rest of the fans. Now, Mario, here here's the only issue I have with this collaboration, okay? You look at a guy with your physique. I see you working out with Mark Wahlberg. There's going to be people that are going to say, Mario Lopez is not a trick cereal type of guy. He's not a Cocoa Puffs guy. He looks more of like a Special K type of guy. What do you <laughs> say to those haters out there? First of all, I don't discriminate when it comes to cereal. I love all cereal. Good for you honest but if you follow me on social media you know i like to uh i like to work hard but also like to play hard so <laughs> um i'm a big foodie and uh i, I embrace uh, all food but uh, no my, my passion for cereal is legit what's your number one cereal mario talk cereal to me what's your number one cereal well i gave a shout out to the cocoa puffs but like oh, you he's know, gonna like, go with the I cocoa like, puffs i still i still like tricks too see but this tricks when I was a kid, they had the, the, the puffs, the balls, too, but now we got the new fruity shapes. So those are probably my top two right there. Yeah, you know my problem with tricks too, why they don't get enough credit? I mean, they even do yogurt, too. Have you got your kids the tricks yogurt? It's not bad either. I haven't tried that, but thanks for the heads up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them the, give them the, uh, give them the tricks yogurt. I really think you're going to like what you're going to get there. Mario, okay. do me a favor. Take me back to a, to a 1989, 1990 Mario, Mario Lopez, Saved by the Bells, up and running life's got to be pretty phenomenal for you at that point. What's going on with your life then? Man, I barely remember what happened last week. You're trying to get me to get <laughs> uh, You know, life, I was, uh, it, it was great. That, it, ironically, that was a Saturday morning show, right? So it all kind of ties into this. Who knows? They might be throwing Save by the Bell episodes up at that, uh, that event there, but it was good. I had a great family, you know, uh, nice upbringing, and uh, I was working as a kid, and um, it, was, it was a great time, so it's ironic that I'd be uh, uh, doing the show 35 years later. 
which is was, li was life coming at you fast at that point? Was it all coming at you kind of fast? Well, no, I mean, I was doing stuff prior to Say by the Bell. I had been working uh, since I was 10 in this business. And I was on a show already for three years called Kids Incorporated. And I was on Golden Girls. And I had done a bunch of stuff prior to Say by the Bell. That was just um, a little Saturday morning show that, you know, I didn't think would still be around all these years later. Now, when you're doing Saved by the Bell, though, and you're having that type of success that that show did, and as the seasons are getting renewed, do you ever have the worry that this show's having so much success that maybe moving on past that people aren't going to see me past that AC Slater role? Or is that not something that even pops in your mind at that point because you're enjoying the success? Not at that point. Later, you know, you're just kind of happy to, to be working, right? Right. And as my dad would say, not have to get a real job. So it was, uh, it was cool, but we weren't, you know, like I said, it was a Saturday morning show. So it wasn't like we were making friends type money or anything where I was going to be set. So I was just kind of always feeling appreciative and blessed to be working. But later on you realize, oh, people might look at you at a certain light. So I don't want to limit myself to just kind of that. That's why I got into hosting and producing and try to get my hustle on in other areas. Now, Mario, you got the new Saved by the Bell coming up. You got the reboot coming up. What do you say? I mean, you got to be somewhat nervous in the sense of Saved by the Bell was such a damn good show. Are you kind of nervous to reboot that? Yeah, you know, I'm nervous but excited, and I'm one of the producers in it. I think we did a good job of, of having a, a sense of nostalgia but also trying to appeal to a young group of fans. And we got an awesome writer and showrunner and Tracy Wigfield who won a bunch of Emmys. And it's, uh, it's going to be uh, uh, definitely – hipper and and um I, they did a clever spin and i can't talk too much about it but i think people will hopefully get a kick out of it do you watch the shows after it comes out after you film do you rewatch it again or do you just kind of let it go what happens happens at that point no i want to see how it came together i, I want to see how you know i'll watch it i want to see how it looked Mario, what setup you got going back there you in the, you got a little man cave going back there and i i gotta be honest i've never seen a chair that big <laughs> yeah no this is my office and so you know, I got my fight posters, and so uh, yeah, the little spotlight looks kind of trippy, but no, it's not that big of a chair. It looks, I, I noticed on the thing, it looks big, but it's not that big, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks like you got about a lot of room to work with on that chair, no? I mean, I guess I could crash out if I needed to, but <laughs> yeah. so far. <laughs> if need be. Well, Mario, I know you got a busy day ahead. We're going to keep you rolling. You take care now. Best of luck to you on the journey on the Save by the Bell reboot. Mario, we got to get you back on the show. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. I mean, anytime you want to come back, you just say the word, okay? You and your big chair there. <laughs> you got it. We'll be back. You take care, buddy. You do. Take care. I got to tell you what. I like Lopez. I really do. He's kind of one of those guys that just goes with the flow. It's like he never really has a bad day. Never has a great day, but never has a bad day, if that makes any sense. Not going to blow you away with energy, but definitely not dull. Just a good guy. You could tell he's a Los Angeles guy, just very go with the flow. But, folks, let's call a spade a spade. There's no way he's eating Trick cereal and Cocoa Puffs before he goes to work out. For those of you who didn't watch on the YouTube, this man is absolutely shredded. I mean, he's just ripped to a different level. There's no way he's going and eating Cocoa Puffs before his workouts with Mark Wahlberg. Let's just call it like we see it. Definitely knows the cereal, I'll give you that much, but he's got to be a special K guy. If not, hey, tip of the cap to the guy. I like Mario Lopez. Hopefully we can get him back on the show. A lot of times with these, these agencies and all of that, you only get so many minutes. 
I mean, having a good time with the guy. I'd like 20, 30 minutes with the guy. We're having some fun, you know? But nonetheless, Mario, you are welcome anytime on the show. Appreciate your time there, my guy. Now, folks, we never close any show here on the Brilliant Dumb Show, episode 98, without everybody's favorite segment. It's the Ass Bab segment week by week. Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday, following that Tuesday. I tell you, fine folks, submit your questions to be featured for the Ask Bob segment. Taking me up on that was a young man by the name of Freddie Montecito from Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Bob, one of my favorite stories you told was the Rudy Gobert one while you were working at the hotel. I was wondering if you could give us a couple more stories, either something funny or the craziest you've seen while you spent your times working at hotels. Yeah, God, the hotel, man, that it's such a great industry to be in because you just see anything and everything. You know, you never know who you're talking to. You never know what CEO or, or anybody that you're talking to. You never know what celebrity is going to pop in. Or It's just a fun atmosphere to be in, especially when you're at these luxury hotels because you just never know what you're going to get. And these guys practically live with you for certain amounts of time. So you get to know them real well. You always see different shit. The, the story that Montecito is referencing with the Rudy Gobert, for those of you that didn't see my interview with Joey Coldcuts, we talked about it, was I was working at a luxury hotel out of Four Seasons. And the Utah Jazz were staying with us. The Lakers were playing. The, the hotel was by the Staples Center. So the Jazz were staying with us. They're getting ready to go to the game, and they get to the Staples Center. Rudy Gobert forgot his shoes. Now, I'm the guest services manager, so I'm in charge of that department, and our bellmen are supposed to go around to each player's room and grab their bag. Only problem is the players are supposed to put their bags outside their room. Rudy Gobert never put his bag outside the room. So I had to take Gobert's sneakers hop in a car and head on over to the Staples Center. So I'm calling Joey Coldcuts. I'm saying, you know, should we bet on the Lakers since Rudy Gobert doesn't have his favorite pair of sneakers? The whole nine yards is just chaos. So that's what Mr. Montecito was referring to. But I'll give what is truly my favorite hotel story that I could tell over and over and over. I was working at a luxury hotel in Miami and Will Smith would stay with us all the time. And Look, regardless of whatever movie he just came out with, whether it was good, bad, where Will Smith is, let me tell you something. Will Smith has the most swagger I've ever seen in my life. You want to talk swagger just on another level? This man has got it. I, how old is Will Smith? 45? I, 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 swagger at an absolute premium. Just the man. The nicest guy. Lights up a room. What you see is what you get with him. He's just the best. And there was this new hotel opening up and I was a doorman at this hotel that I was at. And one of the investors to the new hotel supposed to be this new hotel in Miami. It was supposed to be the next best luxury hotel, just top of the line, everything. He poached me, he got me, he brought me over. He said, you know, I want you to come and work over at my hotel, be a doorman there. Now, as a doorman, I would just bring the energy. If you were going by those doors, you were not going by those doors without having a conversation with me. I was just always having a good time. I really was. It's just constant. Like eight hours that I was there, I was going to give it everything that I have, talk my ear off because it's what I love to do. So I ended up going to this guy's hotel. Now, Will Smith used to stay with us at the last hotel all the time. 
So I see him all the time. He's a great guy. We would talk here and there when he's going between the driveway and whatnot. I remember every time he goes through the door, I'm seeing him. So I'm having conversations with him. I leave that job. I go over to the new hotel and work for this guy. Now, my immediate manager at that hotel was a total prick. I go to this new job. I'm all excited about it. My boss was a total douche. He really was. I, I, I can't sugarcoat it. I'm not going to say his name, but he was a douche. And, you know, with those things, like my dad always taught me, you know, you're better off just keeping your mouth shut, especially when it comes to your career and, and your work. You're never going to win. So this guy would just constantly light into me. Mind you, I was a doorman. I mean, how many things could I have possibly screwed up? But he was just constantly just lighting into me that I don't, you know, that I got to stop having so much fun. I got to be a little more serious, this, and just constantly busting my balls. I couldn't stand it, but I would just take jab after jab after jab. You just have to take it because you're just really never going to get anywhere if you snap back at him. It's just not in the cards. It's just not something I would do. But you know, so I'm about, I'd say a month or two into the job. And I'm, I'm really, this guy's really giving me out. I'm really not enjoying it too much, but I'm giving it everything I got every day. We find out in our morning briefing that Will Smith is going to be coming. and He's going to be dining at the restaurant and everyone wanted to make sure that we gave him a nice arrival. So the investors, the top general managers, hotel managers, the guy, the owner of the hotel, they were all going to be there waiting outside for Will Smith because they wanted him to spend more time at their hotel. Obviously, it's a great look for the hotel. Now, my immediate manager is getting all jazzed up about this. He can't believe it. He's a huge Will Smith fan, huge Fresh Prince of Bel-Air fan, and he's getting all giddy. Mind you, this guy is like, I'd say low 40s, my manager, my boss. So he's getting all giddy, getting all excited. He can't believe he's going to meet a celebrity. Will Smith is coming in. And I'm thinking to myself, and I'm saying, man, what a way to get back at this guy if we're waiting for his arrival and Will Smith just totally blows him over and comes right over to me and recognizes me. Now, mind you, Will Smith sees a lot of people in his day, so I, I, I thought the odds were still pretty low, you know, even though you know I would see this guy at the other hotel all the time and we would chop it up a bit. So it gets time to his arrival. And all the suits come out. Any of these luxury hotels, the big guests that spend a lot of money, the top dogs go out. And that's when you see the suits come out and they want to greet that person. So, I mean, it's it, seriously, it looked like a men's warehouse commercial outside in the driveway. There, it's almost overwhelming. There was just so many top dogs outside to greet Will Smith. Now they have me standing there. I'm in my doorman uniform. It was an all white uniform. And I'm standing there when we make these little welcoming cocktails out of champagne. And it's like a fruity welcoming cocktail. And then you have a couple wet towels for them when they arrive. And I'm sitting there and I'm standing there with this tray in my uniform. There's about 15 of these fucking suits outside. My immediate boss right there, he's all giddy, just waiting for Will Smith to come in. I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, if Will Smith recognizes me right now, you talk about a big dick moment for Bob. So I'm waiting outside there. I'm standing with the tray. It's in Miami. It's 95 degrees out. I'm sweating bullets. We're hitting the ETA. How far away is Smith? All of a sudden, the black Escalade pulls up. And I knew his driver. I recognized the car. I knew for sure. Okay, here he is. That's him. The top dog stepped down from the stairs to get ready, you know, on the driveway to greet him. I'm standing there with that tray and the welcoming beverages. They get there. They go over to the car. Will Smith is on the other side. He wraps around to get his bags. 
okay? Wraps around through the other side, comes around, the big dogs go to say hello to him, and boom, me and Will lock eyes. He looks at me, he goes, look what we have here, my man, my man. And he's looking at me. And everybody in the suit turn around to see who the hell Will Smith is talking to. I take the tray. I put the tray down on the concrete. I come running over to him. Big dab up. Did not miss it. We clap hands. Wrap around. Big hug. Just a big old hug. I'm bringing Will in. He's bringing me in. He's almost got me lifted off the air because he's so excited to see me lifted off the ground. He comes in real tight, wraps me up. I, it, it was the most incredible moment. And my boss is there. And, you know, he's all excited. He was going to be the guy that greets Will Smith. And here's this doorman in this big, white, ridiculous suit. Just dropped the champagne on the concrete and is coming and giving Will Smith the hug. So he's like, what, you know, what are you doing over here? When did you move? We're chopping it up. All of a sudden, it's like these big honchos are not even there. And they're just looking at me with no idea what to do. So I actually go and I go walk him in. I walk him in. I take the bag because he's going to be staying there for a night. I walk him into the restaurant, show him where he's going to be eating, and then take him over to the elevator so that he could get dressed for dinner. And I'm the one walking him into the elevator, and the suits don't know what to do anymore. It was the most powerful moment of my career. It was just, I mean, it's like I could quit there. It was unbelievable. And my boss is looking at me like, what the hell? And it's like it was the best way to possibly get back at him. You know, it's like, all right, this guy could keep busting my balls, but I will forever have this moment. If you would have seen the suit, they didn't know what to do. Here he is just chopping it up with the doorman. It's like they're not even there. So, I mean, Will Smith will always and forever be my guy. I will always support that guy. I couldn't believe he, re he recognized me. How many people this guy sees throughout his day? You know, do you remember me? Do you remember me from this? He locked eyes on me. My man. I came around, I just dropped that champagne and just did a big old bear hug. And the way we clapped hands, it, it was just, it, it was an all-time hotel moment for me. I'll never forget it. I love that guy. I'll support, support any movie that he's in. He's that good of a guy. He's that good. Folks, that does it. Episode 98. The Brilliantly Dumb Show, we just keep things moving along here, folks. We will see you next week. You take care now. Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second?